It's all about the clap stats. <laughs> Welcome stats. to Crudely Drawn Swords. <laughs> it's all about the clap Dick stats. Dick special. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Dick Dotes? <laughs> Sponsored Dick by Dotes. Dick Dotes. <laughs> Dick Stokes special. <laughs> You're a Dick Stoke. Oh, it's ferreting around. The thing about the uh, <coughs> dressing gown special last time, although it was kind of hot and people did end up naked, at least you could take off your dressing gown. Cause this that is very I'm wearing a dressing yeah. gown this week. Yeah, yeah Ali's naked ahead of dressing the game. gown was last week, though, you, wasn't it? It's so. dick week this week. I've got a t shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah, it's dick week, which means, Ali, again, just like you weren't prepared for dressing gown oh, week, you're yeah, unprepared for dick week. I'm afraid you've not, you've not followed the dress code. Yeah. You don't have a I penis. I always get this wrong. I forgot my penis again. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Next time. Okay. Taj Masters, who's going to tell us what happened last time? Um, I, I don't know. What did happen last time? There was something about seagulls. We basically played out the Lonely Island song, I'm on a boat. We tried to get a shag, but it then took a turn for the worst. Hey! Did, but the, the kicking in the door, was that last time or was that the time before? That was last time, yes. That, that was every single session that we've ever done. Gwyn. Every door we've come to, you've kicked in. I, I think Cleft hates hinges. Maybe, do, yeah, maybe a carpenter like touched you inappropriately when Cleft was young. That's the only thing I can assume. He's like the hinged ninja. The hinged ninja is actually Cleft's adversary. Previously on Cruelly Drawn Swords, the hawks made their way from the bottom of a slippery staircase, kicked in a door, brutalised some poor hobo, uh, and then stole a boat. Come to think, we're not very good people in hindsight are we um, <laughs> on the plus side Bambury threw our poles into the river that's not even a plus side I guess we're on a boat <laughs> Yay! And so when we left you, you were clear of the storm. It was starting to break up and the low sun was just breaking through on the horizon. And you stood on the jetty, having said farewell to the dwarves. So you have no barge poles and you have a barge and a barge captain in Adamar Waldcrank, who is... A uh, fairly big man. He's got a big. Such <laughs> <That's> descriptive. <laughs> wow, big. we are getting. It's like it there. <laughs> His large pendulous member. <laughs> no, it's, it's, oh, wait, it is Dick Jones. Is he week. a terribly big man with a terribly big heart? <laughs> <laughs> well, he wears a big woolen coat that's seen better days, and he has a very black hair and a nose that's been broken a couple of times. And he's just a little bit drunk because you gave him quite a lot of mead while you were sat in the boat on your way here. Wasn't it his Um, his mead? It was out of his boat, yes. So plausibly, you stole his mead and then gave some to him. You also stole his boat. Mm. 
Um, hey, Wolcrank, how are you piloting a boat whilst drunk with no punts? It says, well, it is a sail barge. So the poles are mostly used for getting us away Defense. from obstacles on the river. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bunch of punts. And for hooking us onto jetties and so on when we're wanting to moor, um, which you did seem to some, somewhat manage to substitute yourselves for the barge poles previously, but they are useful. Mm. Yes, yeah, so all I imagine that they would be on a barge. Can we have a quick look around the jetty, see if there's like a rich source of barge poles? There's various bits of junk. You could probably find an old barge pole like lying alongside one of the buildings. It's not as sturdy as the ones you had, but it might not even float when Banbury inevitably throws it into the river at some point in the next two minutes. I'll go get it. <laughs> Why are we on a jetty? Because we- you stepped off the boat to say goodbye to the dwarves. Oh, yeah. I fell in the water. That was right. But, but recovered it. I've, yeah, that was it. Tristan uh, okay, yeah. narrowly recovered after yeah. f- because you had no barge poles to hook onto the jetty because someone had thrown them in the water. I should just quickly say that every time Tristan gets dirty, it's assumed by the next episode he's pristine and clean. He's had a chance to get tidy. It just It's like Ron Burgundy at the end of Anchorman. So what's also happened is Tristan is damp and a bit muddy. He's not. Don't that's, don't listen to that. That is not official canon. It's his uh, his bucket top boots are like the buckets are full of water and mud and like <laughs> algae. No, this is Ben's fanfic again. Don't listen. <laughs> Do not fall for his lies. This is not what you see. He reaches down and smears some of the algae over his face. (laughs) (laughs) I love the soft, silky feeling against my skin, he says. Tristan T. Swamped Man. (laughs) Can I get one of the barge poles and bring it to the boat? Uh, I'm going to try and tie it to the boat. Why don't we just tie Banbury to the boat? Captain Woolcrank says, So, what are you planning to do now you're out of the city? Well, we were planning on taking this barge down to the main port. My barge. This, no, this we, barge. We explained that previously. We were given this barge by a man at the port. Now, you're claiming to own this barge, but we're claiming you're a stowaway, and there's four of us and one of you, and we're well armed. So, I'm gonna... technically, stowaway, quit your mouthing off. Um, but let, let's assume for a second. Let's assume for a second that we're not um, just ruling by mob justice and attempting to threaten you into giving Boo! you a barge. Boo! <laughs> Commandeer it. We did it, Bambi. We did it. What sort of recompense would you want for taking us um, down to the end of the river, uh, where there are sort of seafaring vessels that we can get hold of? He says, "Oh no." We will point out that the the city that is upstream that you, you seems to be all parked up in is currently sort of riddled with zombies. So uh, I'm not, <laughs> there is something of an incentive to have got you out of there in the first place. We're saving his life. He says, well, I felt quite safe, young lady, in my cabin. I was quite unassailed. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. Look, um, I've got a big moustache. <laughs> 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 says, ah, oh, apologies, sir. Hmm. It's okay, it happens all the time. <laughs> I believe that 50 coins would settle it. 50 coins, you say? Uh, wait. Um, wait, are we talking party, schmeckles? Party, party. Or are we talking, <laughs> what's the currency here? 
<laughs> he says, "Oh, just your standard gold coin, same as the rest of the country." No, wait. We don't. We don't take schmeckles here. We're not east of the mountains. You said you said fifty coins. You didn't actually say gold coin. Surely, there's a smaller currency than gold. And that's a hell of like, a lot of gold coins. Yeah. What's the change here? Like, rather than gold, you can't. He raises an eyebrow at you. He says, if you want to go into one of the city changing houses and change whatever nonsense currency you've got for real Karis gold, you go right ahead, son. But I hear that the town's full of zombies. I will I will pay you 50 coins. Have 50 coins, that's fine. Throw in some curtains. He doffs his hat, bows to you and says, as you wish, sir, we shall carry you to the coast forthwith. He's obviously trying to be a bit more highfalutin, but he dro- does drop his hat. Oh, you've dropped your hat, so let me pick that up for you. <laughs> I wanted to step on it, but I knew Percy would be annoyed. <laughs> you hear some shouts from upstream. There's a few people by the side of the river now. It seems like now you're outside the city and the attack wasn't as strong here. You've seen a few people out and about doing things, so they look quite nervous, but they're still around. You hear a few shouts coming from upriver. Ben, what are they shouting about? I use my hearing to, to <laughs> listen. Well, it's funny. You can't really make it out, but they don't. it doesn't sound like under attack. It's more like uh, people calling over to one another, like there's something interesting going on. And when you look upriver... With our eyes. With your eyes. That's a good way of doing it. I'd like to taste the air. <laughs> taste the rainbow. The air tastes damp and a little cool. There's a smell of algae emanating from Tristan. I knew you were going to say that. There is, that is, that's the natural smell of the swamp. That's nothing to do with me. That is just a coincidence that I'm covered in swamp juice. <laughs> Tristan or Algonon, as he likes to be known. And it appears as though there's a ball of mist moving rapidly down the river towards you. Oh, God, get on the barge. But as it gets closer, it begins to take the form of a boat. Oh, God. Mist is rising around the curve of its hull because it's completely encased in glassy ice. The deck is a frozen tableau of men and women in armour with spears drawn and shields raised. They're staring upwards at some vanished enemy. Several bodies lie at various points on the deck and two of their number appear to be tied up in the bow. All of them are still now held in perfectly clear glassy ice, frozen in the moment the Black Gate called them. And behind them, central on the barge, is a man suspended in the ice just above the deck. It looks strangely as though he's floating in the air. His hair is grey, his beard is trim, and the laughter lines are deep around his eyes. Those eyes are closed, but he's smiling slightly as though it's some private joke only he understands. He wears warm robes, fur-lined and in rich colours. As the barge grows closer, you feel a wave of loss and despair wash over you. Captain Adamar salutes at the, as the royal barge of Caris approaches, and the low red-gold sunlight reflect tears running down his face. The drowned king, he says. The drowned king. He kneels and bows his head. What do you do? Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Kneel and bow. Kneel and bow, I suppose. Look to see should, if the cards are in my hands. Should, <laughs> that, is that name familiar to us, or is that something I should know? You've been at big events in Vale, haven't you? Yeah, I played them. Exactly. Yeah. So is it me? You've seen <laughs> the Royal Barge of Caris. Yeah. You've so, seen King Wyval Le Gorge. Is he known as the Drowned King? 
he is known as the king and he's okay. encased in ice. It's, it's and Adamar Wald Crank's his fortune telling from Banbury was the drowned king on every card. What? I'm going to look at Banbury. Um... Wait, 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 wait. I'm a, I grew up in the woods. I have no idea about any of this shit. Like, uh, as I said previously, like... Banbury doesn't recognise him. That doesn't mean he didn't cause this. Percy doesn't recognise him. Enigma absolutely, absolutely does. Uh-oh. Let's sail back upstream. Let's do something about this. We can breathe on them. Speak some hot air or something. What? You've got enough of it, Tristan. What, the people? Yeah, we'll help the frozen people. Wait, what's... I'm confused what's going on. Like... Amber, you've drowned the king. And now I'm going to glance... I'm just going to kind of glance at Enigma. I haven't drowned anyone. I read some bullshit cards that some dead people gave me. What's going on? What is that guy... Enigma, is that normal for here? No, it's not. Waldcrank, turn this boat around. Waldcrank, what's... You're bowing. What's 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 going on? Guys, it's the king, that, sir. It's the king. the king. Oh, it's the king. Oh, it's the king. It's the king. Let's go and help him. Well, yeah, let's jump on the, the boat and um, and try to board it. Come on! The royal barge is moving deceptively fast. It's as though it's moving on a carpet of mist down the river. Away from us. It's probably passing you by this point, so you can get on your barge and make give pursuit for sure. Can we leg it and jump from one yeah. barge to the other? It's a little too Can't far out in the jump. river. It's like 20 or 30 metres out. This is a broad river at this point. I reckon if Enigma and I run really fast, we can make it. We could use the barge poles as a kind of... Yes! Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Do There's it. There's only one barge pole and it's rotten. I'm going to grab it, snap You're it in rotten. half with my knee, and then we'll use it. <laughs> Burn it. So, <laughs> that's it. And then just hold two smaller poles and go, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pass them to Enigma. Sorry. Thanks. So wait. Let's, let's go. What are we waiting for? Okay, I, so, I don't think gonna, we are waiting, are we? We're, we're trying to... I'm going to chop okay. the line, chop the line holding us on board. So you pile, pile onto the barge and give pursuit. Um, as soon as it's possible to, Ben, can I dip into my adventurer's pack and see if I have something like a rope and grapple in there? You do have a rope and grapple, yes. Mark one use off your adventurer's kit. If we're in range, then I will attempt to throw okay. it. Okay. Sure. If we're not, they'll wait till we are. You probably are in range, so it's going to take a bit of a swing. Give me a defy danger on strength. Yes. Your grapple sails through the air and strikes the slippery ice that's encasing the barge. And when it does that, it slides across and then it takes for a moment and then the metal grappling hook shatters like glass. That's try and barge it i've got a plan <laughs> what's your plan Bambry? percy what's the plan Bambry? percy magic sword yes no not the magic sword terrible idea percy if you hold me still with enough weight i will cast black magic forcefully at this bit of dock the dock can't move so instead hopefully will move and it will just repel us if i cast it with force in the direction of the boat might not work okay sure or can you summon wind or anything into the sails uh, sure. Pull my finger. I'll pull his finger. <laughs> ah. Banbury giggles a little bit like a child. Because he is a child. <laughs> right, so I, I'll just hold you still, huh? I'm going to try and cast, I presume it's uh, ranged near and then forceful some black yep, magic that sounds at good. the bit of 
and just see if rather than it forcing the wall back, it forces us forwards. Let's see what happens. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, it pushes you away from the jetty, so you're now closing somewhat on the frozen barge. Banbury suggests I didn't use the sword. Uh, I'm going to take a different view. Can I pull the rope <laughs> back in, um, attach the sword to the end of it, and attempt oh. to... <laughs> That's what I was so thinking. that. When it works, I'll have some credit. Wow. <laughs> this is quite impressive. Yes. That's how the sword ended up at the bottom <laughs> of the river. <laughs> or <laughs> what is the outcome you're hoping for? The outcome that I'm hoping for is for the uh, the sword to get... Um, Smashed to pieces. <laughs> Smashed to pieces, never to be. Well, that, that wouldn't be a terrible outcome, to be honest. You're trying to get the sword to suck in all of the ice magic and therefore free all the people on the boat, I'm assuming. No, to get a, a good foothold. Well, what, what I'm probably thinking is that um, I can throw it over and get a decent hold without it shattering. Um, I'm probably yep. kind of hoping in the back of my mind that it absorbs some of the magic and uh, frees some people up on there to to assist us in, in boarding it. Um, but um, But practically, I just want it to try and make contact. Okay, as you start to swing, you feel a wave of despair and loss wash over you just momentarily. And then and then it's gone, you've got your rope, you uh, securely lash the sword to it. Mm-hmm. And let's have that same roll again. By the way, if it feels as if the rope is tightening so much that it's going to snap, um, I'm going to let myself go off the boat and pull myself over to it. <laughs> I'm not going to okay. lose the sword downriver. <laughs> You're known for being buoyant in your armour. Yeah, people in plate armour are famously buoyant. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Terrible idea. Never mind. That's that's what we're going with. Um, so what am, I, <laughs> what am I going with? Strength, do you say? I think it was strength last time, so let's make it strength again. That's more like yes. it. So you're actually able to get more momentum into your swing because you're spinning a rope. If you're just throwing the sword, there's no way it'd reach. But this goes roaring out straight towards the barge. And then the sword strikes into it and it sinks in like a knife into butter. And you can feel down the rope, it's starting to kind of thrum with magic. What do you do? Um, whilst this is going on, is Bambury s- still able to um, attempt to push us further towards it? I think Bambury shot a burst of magic that pushed you fast enough to get to where you are. Okay. But now that you're a little further from the shore, if he was going to do it, he'd probably need to create another burst of magic. Okay, I will. Or the captain have put the sails up. Yeah, that that naturally. Um, I'll beckon everybody else to grab hold of the rope, and we'll just. We'll just all sort of team tug a war it in, or attempt to okay, at least. Cool. It seems to me that if it's held taut enough, I could tightrope walk along that. Probably do some kind of cartwheel on the way. <laughs> well, that's ambitious. I guess you're on a river, not the sea. So uh, Exactly, and I've got the skills. I've got good shoes for it. You've got the skills, have you? All right, so let's see uh, Let's see how this uh, how this looks. Is this a plan everyone's behind? Um, what, Enigma tightrope walking down it? Yeah. yeah. Just to be clear, I, I'm not willing to tie the rope off to our boat in case it snaps and we lose the sword. Three of you are pulling on um, it. Yep. But if she reckons she can, if she reckons she can do it whilst three of us just hold it as tight as we can, then yes, that's up to. Her. 
I've got good shoes for this. I put the right ones on. You have got the ideal shoes for this. Uh, I, I have seen people do that with a tightrope, just with people holding it up. So then it'll be fine, I'm sure. Enig- enigmas of the opinion she can do it. Damn right. Go, Enigma! All right, so what's the order of the people holding the uh, holding the rope? Percy, um, Bambury, Tristan, probably. Okay, so no, Tristan's guess, on the front. I'm guessing that back. Percy will anchor it at the back. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Percy, take back. I'll push. I'll pull with my legs. Yeah, pulling with your legs. Because standing on the standing on the edge, pulling, Bambri will be hanging off it comically, not helping. <laughs> if anything, he's pushing it towards the uh, other ship. I don't imagine he weighs much, but he's got a lot of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's use. The, Percy's going to hold the rope in one hand, the rock bag in the other, and just uh, like Captain America pulling the helicopter. What about the uh, Captain, the captain of the ship who was just described as a very large man? Are we not going to get him to help? He's currently at the rudder. If uh, you don't want to steer, by all means. <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, so, as Stu described it. Okay, fine. Stu, give me a defy danger strength. Oh, I didn't. What? <coughs> oh, God. I didn't think I'd have to do anything in this little scenario. And then rolls a two. Oh, man. Wait. I'm going to style it out. As I start to get dragged (laughs) overboard, that's when I leap up. You're not dragged overboard, actually. Okay, but it feels like I am. So I'm going to leap up and that's when I place both feet on the edge and and I make it look like I'm not. Wait, so what does it feel like when I'm pulling the rope? Sexy. The rope holds (laughs) really well. The rope is holding fine. It looks like you hold a rope. (laughs) I'm just going to hold one hand off and be like, easy. What I'm going to say here is that this is not really a style it out situation. Yeah, I figured that. So, Enigma, you pulled a seven on your dex roll, I see. Yeah, shame that. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping no one would notice. It's fine. You make your way down the rope towards the sword. You can feel the rope under your feet vibrating as you get closer to it like there's a resonance in it okay as you get close you can feel a really intense cold around the ice this is not normal ice there is something there is ice cold enough that when someone threw a grapple onto it the grapple shattered like glass it's really very cold and you feel the pulsing tension of the sword and then there's a cracking sound another cracking sound and the whole ice edifice shatters into a vast number of tiny pieces. The whole thing, the ice, the boat, the people, everything shatters into (laughs) tiny fragments. No! Ah! Uh That's not good. Enigma, you're falling into the river, kind of balanced on a rope that's now tumbling into the river that's full of pieces of tiny ice, many of which as they strike the water almost vaporise into puffs of smoke. And on the plus side, she's like basically attached to a rope that we're holding onto. I am for all the people! I'm going to start ripping off my shirt ready to dive in and save her. I'm going to try and grab some handfuls of it because I think they're people. <laughs> i got people in my hands! <laughs> I caught them! I saved them! Okay, Enigma, you've, you've grabbed some... Uh, shards of this ice. Give me a defy danger on constitution. Oh. It's going to be fine. A mm-hmm. seven on constitution. The ice burns you very intensely. Ah! You can probably grab a whole lot of it, though, 
But if you do, you're going to be drifting away from the sword and the rope and you're a reasonable distance from the boat. I guess I'll let go and grab the sword. Okay, good. Also roll a d6. Take four damage from the cold. Done. Ow! Let's start pulling them in quick, lads. Okay, so Enigma's frozen herself, but you dive around and grab the rope. Yeah, yeah. Yep. well, it's going to grab the bit by the swords. Cause... All right, you have an Enigma on a string. So we try pulling her in? Yes. Reel me in, lads! <laughs> this is for real. Okay, <laughs> let's say Percy, you're probably going to do the work here, so you, you run a Defy Danger. Oh, I just rolled strength as well. Uh-oh. Oh, good. You rolled damage. See ya, Enigma. <laughs> Lucky that's damage. Oh, yeah, I got XP. <laughs> yes, you oh, did. Oh, that was damage, was it? Yeah, oh, Lucky few, Escape. Few. I was like, how did I manage to do that? That would mean I'd have to roll a 1 on 2d6. <laughs> 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 well, good job. So, you haul Enigma onto the deck. She's actually pretty cold. <laughs> I'll give her my cloak. Okay, Enigma, you have an algae-covered cloak. Can I borrow someone else's cloak too, please? I'll give her a hug and then sort of look awkwardly at I'm her. I'm cold, you're in metal! Then back off. <laughs> <laughs> Percy is literally like a heat sink. <laughs> Where's the sword? Put it in the scabbard. Yeah, I'll scabbard the sword, sir. Sorry, I meant penis. Were they? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put it in, in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Where did you say that? She... It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> to clarify, I'm I did right not want here. this. I don't want this. <laughs> oh. Pin him down, Enigma. <laughs> it really is the Dick Joke special. Dick Joke special. Gag his mouth, bad boy. <laughs> this is happening. So, the sword is resonating pretty heavily. It's a little hard to... Uh, it's a little hard. It's difficult <laughs> to uh, get it in the scabbard because of that. Yeah, um, it is. Just but, uh, try thrusting in a few times, and then if that doesn't work, just, you know. Start with the tip. Ask, ask Enigma to help. Oh, man. Small me up great, first. Great one. <laughs> you start no, with no, the tip. Um, no archer As opposed to the flat the of the blade. <laughs> <laughs> no like, Gwyn like... penises don't have flat bits on them they have shirts. oh yours doesn't okay sorry uh, to all the flat penis people I didn't <laughs> yeah. well yeah I didn't swords don't really have shafts spend... it's kind of hard to make an a... anyway but my point is we just saw some people shattering were that real yes that was, that was, I think that was the king why was the king all frozen? Yeah, yeah, that was the king. Oh, yeah. That's like bad news. We've just seen a whole load of people shatter into a million pieces. So, was that... Was that enigma? not... Was that... Was that magic? Did your dad just die? The, the king. I mean, yeah. It, but can we yeah, do something but, like... Can we do a certain realities and see if that was actually real or not? An illusion? Surely that was uh, an illusion. Yes, That's you can. Yeah, good uh, idea. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you spout law, Enigma? Why don't I spout law? Why don't you fuck off? <laughs> That's what you always have to say. Remember when Ben says, why don't you something, you reply with, why don't you fuck off? Tristan's okay. confrontational tonight. <laughs> is that intelligence? I believe it is. I'd just like to distract you for a brief moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got XP and I've made it to the next level. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well Grats. done. Go me. The passing, passing of your father has... <laughs> wisened you. Good. Yeah, we're kind of we are looking at Enigma for the 
telltale help me i'm really sad but putting a brave face on it signs because we got our mm. suspicions still and this is this is where her tells are going to come to the fore it's an illusion surely so if it's an illusion the thing that would make that difficult is that you recognize the guards it wasn't just the king those were people from the palace and some you didn't know but most of them were familiar faces and they were people who had been there for a long time there must have been a spy in the palace that's uh, been working for the ice people to create that illusion. Enigma, I, I can see that you're you're having difficulty with this and perhaps we have suspicions, but um, let me sort of assist you in coming to terms with it a little. Um, if that um, was an illusion, then the sword that I've just scabbarded would not be humming with energy. Maybe you will surmise that that is part of the illusion. Um, let, let let me attempt to to do this. I'll I'll hold the sword to the the water and um, see if I can just sort of compel it to to freeze um, a sort of small section of the top of it. If this has genuine power, then it will be able to discharge it back again. You do see ice crystals form up the sword, and then a carve circle of ice begins forming around it and growing rapidly you can see ice beginning to form around on the barge i'll, I'll pull it away and scabbard the sword before that happens it kind of holds in the water for a moment it seems like it almost wants to stay there but the power you can feel some of the power draining out of it though you know how forceful it can be so yeah yeah no i'm not it, gonna let it just go crazy on that yeah something else comes bobbing over towards you. Sorry, say that again. Something comes bobbing over on the surface of you leaned over the side of the barge. Mm -hmm. Something came towards the sword out of the fragments of ice and mist where it was cracked on the on the surface of the water. Uh, it's a small object it's about the size of a rugby ball. Um and it seems to be different from the other shards of ice. That's not one of their bomb shards. Does it look like that item that we found in that house that was... It, yeah, abs so. it absolutely does. Uh, right. Well, mm. Banbury, what do we do? Quick, think smart. Uh, let's fish that out with something. So, uh, hold my legs. Okay, uh, you've got a budge pole. Uh, we can't. Yeah, wow! We can't pick it all up comes together. It all <laughs> makes sense. All the twists of cruelly drawn swords have been answered in that one barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> like three other barge poles go floating past. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, Banbury. Yeah, just yeah. hold my legs and lower me down, and I'll. Grab yeah, it. okay. Well, I'll do that because I'm the strongest. <laughs> Bambri, how, how do you feel about Tristan making this? I, I, just, I will help. I'm just, I'm just going to grab his ankles and hoik him over. Okay. And, yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Bambri, you're upside down. Uh, like, give give right. me a dexterity. I'm high five mode. Tristan. Boom! Drop, drop Bambri in the process. <laughs> I've got him by one foot. He's pretty light. You saw him holding onto the rope. Secretly, it was me not pulling, but they'll never know. Okay, Banbury, you manage to grab it. As they haul you up, you feel your foot slip and they pull you onto the deck safely. But Tristan is left holding one of your dandy socks. Uh, Tristan, what do you do? I'm going to look slowly to the sock in my hand. Look back down at Banbury. And what is Banbury's reaction? Do not throw my sock in the water. <laughs> Do or, not. Or else what? 
right. Don't throw... Uh, don't throw my sock in the water. What have I ever done to you? Eat the sock. Do it. Ooh, I'm going to throw him the rugby ball and see if he naturally instinctively just Ooh. grabs it. As the, as the rugby ball comes towards me, I pull open the mouth of the sock and it slides inside. <laughs> and we've got Jabruce.0. And I hand it back to Bambi and I'm like, now you're a man, my son. <laughs> And Bambi just slams it down into the middle of the boat and the whole thing just shatters. We'll and die. the boat explodes. <laughs> nice try. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to have done that. So we've now got the ice so bomb got in the, Bambri's sock and I'm going to hand it the, back to you've him. You've got the cold seed in Bambri's sock. Bambri, yeah. you have a sock full of ice watcher magic. As you hold it, you feel a wave of loss and despair pass over you. And then and it's it. gone. <laughs> <laughs> that happens major. every time you hold it. Like, Bambi yeah. enters his emo phase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slowly brush my hair over across my eyes and then sullenly I'm going to pick up the thing and go and sit in a corner by myself grumpily and I'm going to start studying it. At that point, the heavens darken slightly and there's a wind whips up and we know something bad's happening to Bambi. Everything tastes of ash. <laughs> <laughs> And somewhere a uh, very dry electric guitar starts going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, a big co- big chorus is just around the corner. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Banbury, you're going to study this thing. Well, I'm going to take it downstairs um, into the hold and then I'm going to take out my Eldritch dot, dot, dot. I'm going to yep. take out my mirror. I'm going to take out all of my various occult paraphernalia and i'm gonna set about studying this thing to see so we knew that it was the source of the magic in the house that we initially yes. went to, and evidently i suspect that this will be the source of the magic of the attack on the city or maybe just on that ship so i'll try and see if i can figure out how it's working all right yes that sounds like a uh good move so this is a spout law with your spell books isn't it uh, yes, is that I right? think actually the little witches' um, books add something to that. Yes, I believe they do. Okay, so ten before any modifiers. That's probably going to do it. So what you find is that this is almost spent. You can feel that there are pulses of magic and it works by a type of resonance. There's a v- vibration to it that operates through the ice and is resonating with something very distant probably something in the uh, southern ice so what you find is that this cold seed has spent its power but its purpose was probably to spread a feeling of woe and despair as the barge passed down the river and basically to demoralize as many people in northern Caris and southern Alvarado as possible, and also to draw attention to the barge. So how does this manifest? I think what you see is, as you research it, like you're joining the dot the dots, perhaps when you hold your mirror up to it, Mm. you notice at certain angles, you can catch a glimpse of things that happened to it. And what you see is the Royal Barge deck, and there's some shadow towering over it and there are people on the deck casting the barge off it looks like they might be trying to escape across the river and 
you can see that there's some large shadowy outline silhouetted against the sky. You see it leaning down and you see the ice crystallising around the barge. But as you tilt the mirror, you can see that another boat, a little upriver, got away. So it looks as though maybe this barge was one of two or that there was a second escape boat as well. Do I think that the the rugby ball itself was emanant, uh, emanating all of the, the frost and causing the other things, or was it just releasing emotional energy? This was releasing emotional energy. The frost was being... The crystallisation was happening in relation to the large figure you could make out. But you don't see details because that's in the storm. So you think this was almost like a broadcaster. Do I think this is a physical thing that someone's had to smuggle in, or do I reckon this has been magically created? Can I like break it down and chip into it and see what it's made of? Yes, you can break it down. At the centre of it, the outside is ice with kind of world patterns that look carved or inscribed on it. As you break it down, you can see that it's formed around a single finger bone at the centre of it. But it looks to you like if that finger bone had been smuggled somewhere it could have been used to create this when the storm began it doesn't look like this object necessarily had to be smuggled to a particular location especially once the spectres were on the streets and the frozen dead any of those could become could carry it is it a human finger bone it is a human finger bone yes is it the middle finger bone Bambri, is that Alan Breyer's bone it's human. No, I don't know. I doubt it. She's. I mean, she's a god. I don't know. I can't remember if Alan Breyer was a... No, Alan Breyer was a human that became powerful, wasn't she? Yeah, no, I think she might have been an elemental spirit that became... So I yeah. think this is just all followers and then they've done some kind of weird magic onto it. But yeah. No. I don't know much about the arcane, but I would imagine if it was one of Alan Breyer's finger bones, it would probably be able to do a little bit more damage than what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I would say... <laughs> Oh, I didn't know if we'd stopped it early or something. Uh, is no one going to talk about finger boning? Or <laughs> I would say it should be the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, Banbury just breaks down, breaks open this like carefully constructed ice object that's just a single middle finger bone pointed at him. Boom! <laughs> 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 like, how did they know? <laughs> this is magic I can get into. Right? Okay. Uh. I presumed as I went down here, maybe Tristan followed me down, but I'm assuming whilst I was down here doing all this, uh, Perseus, the sensitive soul of the group, was going to take uh, Enigma aside. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look around the decks, and if everything's looking sort of clear on yep. the uh, on the river, then um, I'll sort of motion to Enigma to and sort of say, um, Enigma. Um, I, the others have gone down below deck. I think everything's settled up here for now. Um, let's go so take a, a load off for a while. Why, why don't you come join us downstairs? Haven't we got work to do? We should be doing something. Come on down. Come on down. But before they're you know, talking down, I want to turn to Bambi. I'm like, you, we, we think we know what's happened, so be extra nice. Just let's just be nice to Enigma, okay? She might just have inherited the like. The world. I don't think that's her. The patriotic yeah. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I am now the patriarchy! For now, let's just be nice, okay? That's all. Just do this one thing, Bambri. Come on. You be nice. Let's do it. I'm being nice. Of course I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to be nasty. I'll be nice. Are you an orphan? I'll, um... We've never talked about your parents. I'll beckon to lead Enigma down, um... Down to the lower deck. Um, and hopefully she'll follow, but... Okay, sure. If if the meads downstairs, I'll go down there. Is that where we are? Uh, we're oh, downstairs, yeah. yeah. So, Tristan, yeah, are you an orphan? You've never, you, no, what? No, you've never talked I'm about not. your parents. Are your parents alive? What? Yes. We, don't, don't be so defensive about. I don't know. They could be dead. Maybe I've temporarily forgotten. You've got, you've got me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten what we decided. You, you've forgotten if you're an orphan. I think that's the kind of thing that probably you would notice. You, you've seen you've seen your mum fairly recently, Tristan. Uh, it's Is been... my mum Alan Breyer? No. That's a big twist. <laughs> that, that's the right there. <laughs> Mum's enigma. Your dad's Alan Bryan. Alan Bryan's brother. Mum and Brian. You haven't seen your dad for a few years, Tristan. Yeah, that's true. But I'm still in contact with my mother, okay? Yeah, as far I'd as like you to know... Think... We're in contact with your mother. As Enigma's coming down the steps into the, the, the bow of the boat, I'm yelling at Tristan, I think you'd know if your parents were dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, uh, her bottom lip starts quivering a little bit and then she turns around and she's like, I've just got to go on deck. I'm stone-faced. <laughs> I'm going to see Enigma. I'm going to like, Ooh, do my hand across my throat. Ooh, shut it, Ooh, she's here. Hey, <laughs> and the cow gave you milk. I didn't what? know that. What? No, we were talking about your parents not being dead. Oh, your parents aren't dead. Clipping around your the parents are alive, Tristan. You're not an orphan. You have gonna, two alive parents. I, I'm grabbing his mouth and I'm stifling <laughs> him and pushing him behind my back. Hey! Hey, buddy! Hey, how you doing, Enigma? Hey, Tristan. Do you want a song? Last time, Stu told us what happened previously. So, how about Mag? I, I do it ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, it does do it a lot. Like, okay, there we go then, Gwyn. Uh, yeah, you, you pay attention. <laughs> I was trying to keep my <laughs> head down because I do not remember these things. <laughs> Said farewell to your three diminutive friends. Oh, that's true. Uh, Bambri, Percy, and Enigma. <laughs> yeah, it's Tristan this the, is all, all Tristan just Tristan all the way in that one. T stands for tall. <laughs> it's a single man suspended in the ice just above the deck. It looks strangely. We... Sorry, how do we know he's single? <laughs> <laughs> he's Funny to dick out. <laughs> <laughs> he's sending a dick pic to someone on a different. Uh, <laughs> Funny, funny story. Uh, standing behind them, centrally on the barge, is a single man suspended in the ice just above the deck. 
It looks strangely as though he's floating in the Sorry, air. Sorry, Hold on, do it again in a second. Let's just get the single man joke out. And then cut, cut all this because it was quite quite good and ominous. ominous. So, okay. There's a single man. He means individual, not single. Okay, no laughter. Go. <laughs> I can do this. Okay. Here we go. okay, so in the glow, there's also oh, glow. Single ladies. Oh, single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> frozen in ice. <laughs> Okay. Tristan, I don't. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> if you liked it, you should have put some ice on it. <laughs> oh, go. Yeah. Anyway, th- this is a, this is a big big thing. Oh, no, so, uh, trying to get out. Uh, big thing. There were his dying words frozen in the ice. He's just trying to foreskin it through. Oh. Uh. At the head of the vessel. <laughs> this one eye peers down. This is this is a lot funnier for me knowing something that I know. Oh, the ship's horrible. made of penises? What, the like... ship's a giant penis! <laughs> You're oh, made of penises. <laughs> Your penis is made of penis. Yeah. I'm going to have such Whoa. a rough time editing this out <laughs> for, the, uh, for the long cut. Yeah, this is not a I comedy saw. podcast. This, this, this is, is deadly serious. To, this, is going to, this is going right after the credits. <clears throat> This is just going to be like a five-minute episode in about 20 minutes after the credits, and we're just going, bollocks, balls, dick. <laughs> Scroop bags. It's dick um, week. Uh, and for dick joke special, don't forget everyone, tug. <laughs> tug away. It must be weird for you to be pulling rope rather than pushing rope. Like. That's an enigma joke. I don't what? get it. It's, <laughs> it's lost on me. That's a tumbleweed. I'm afraid edit not. That, edit that into enigma's next joke. Wreck <laughs> 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 tumbleweed. What you can feel is that the power of this seed is spent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like the way that, like, even the things I completely innocently say are basically contributing to the dick joke special. Um, so it's big gag wheel this week. <laughs> We've had enough of your big gagging. So. Uh, sorry, I just kicked a mandolin.